thank you for joining us. The things you may hear tonight might cause you intense paranoia and frights as we journey down this dark rabbit hole together. So turn down your lights and turn up your radio and enjoy. It's not normal, it's paranormal. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode six of That's Not Normal, That's Paranormal. Episode six, the Maybe You Shouldn't Have Brought That Home edition, talking about haunted items today. I'm Big T, along with Dante here, like normal. Yeah, and uh, after uh, doing research on this one, I am not buying too much used items off eBay. (laughs) eBay, flea markets, yard sales. And it's a rabbit hole, because... I, when I started looking up haunted items on eBay, they're selling all kinds of porcelain, like dolls, and some of them are like 20 bucks. They're affordable. We could buy one and see what happens. I mean, if you want to keep that at your house and you can know any activity that may happen once you bring that in your home, you mean you know, best of luck to you. No, no, no. It, it's coming coming on Friday to play some D&D. Uh, nah, bro. Sit, <laughs> you can sit, sit in your car. Sit right beside you and Rolo. <laughs> Rolo can take a him. He's more than welcome to. <laughs> you can report to us any findings. I uh I tell you what, I uh I feel like a lot of it was made up, like because they're trying to sell stuff for big money. Cause there's a few of them that <laughs> it was like 200 300 dollars for this doll that you could probably buy at the flea market for five bucks. Oh, yeah, you put a haunted item on it, and there'll be some kind of dumbass like us that would buy it just to see what happens, you know? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking Zach Baggins comes, hey, what you doing? I'm going to buy this off you. <laughs> I mean, if yeah, you don't... There's some crazy things, and it's funny because you can buy anything uh, that somebody might have had that passed that they might have thought was, like, the greatest thing ever. Uh <laughs> You could buy something that was evolved in something really bad that could draw stuff to it. You never really know what you're getting when you go out here and you just buy somebody else's used stuff, you know? And that's my weakness. I love thrift shopping, Goodwill, flea markets. So I'm a big fan of buying old shit that probably someone killed someone over. <laughs> yeah, it's always a possibility. You never know where some of that stuff is from. Now I draw the line at I don't buy any used mattresses. I uh, not a fan of that. I don't want to lay where someone p- probably died. I mean, you know, you really don't want that. <laughs> or couches, really. I mean, I mean, if it's a nice couch, I might buy it, take the chance. But yeah, and also it's different if you know the person is to had it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because if they haunt you, at least you could be like, well, hey, what's up, man? How you been doing since you died? <laughs> yeah, uh, so we did, both of us did a little bit of research. We haven't really talked about it too much, about some of the information and stuff we found. Uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to go first, because what we just talked about a little bit has something to do with this. That, yeah, that's fine with me. Go right ahead. So this one is actually a painting, and you will love this painting so much. 
Uh, the name of the painting uh, was painted by the artist named Bill Sternham. Uh, um, the name of the painting is called The Hands Resist Him. This wonderful, just wonderful piece of art uh, shows a sightless boy standing uh, in front of a door next to a creepy little girl doll. Uh, said that the doll has like very uh, ventriloquist-like features, like the smile and the jointed limbs. Uh, and behind them is there's uh, several pairs of kids' hands pressed against the glass of the door. Uh, people had noted that when somebody bought it, when it went up on sale online and at auction sites, uh, it did have a warning as well to potential buyers because uh, sometimes at nighttime there's been reported uh, that the figures in the painting would move and also sightings of the little boy actually coming into the room where the painting is. Uh, people complained uh, feeling weak, uh, getting physically sick uh, upon looking uh, at the painting. And it's definitely, <laughs> I don't know why somebody would paint this, especially, you know, creepy kid, creepy dolls. Uh but it just seems like a real nightmare. Okay. So we actually, this is probably the uh, little poor planning on us because I did the same topic. So I'm going to tag in and fill in some small details that you didn't have. All right. You go right ahead. So supposedly the painting is actually based on the artist himself. It's supposed to be him as a kid and the doorway that has like the creepy little hands on it is supposed to be the dividing line between the waking world and the world of fantasy and impossibilities. And the doll, the creepy ass doll is supposed to be a guide that'll take, in other words, the grim reaper to take the boy through it. And the hands are supposed to represent like alternate lives of possibilities and it's um, and to include like more about uh, who bought it, the guy who bought the painting originally was John Marley, who was the guy and the godfather that woke up beside the horse's head. So that's and uh, <laughs> the critic that talked shit on it, like died a year later after talking shit on this painting. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I actually had that in my notes and didn't uh, didn't mention it, but it's a good thing that we both did some research on it. Uh, it didn't actually give me any information when I was looking it up about like who bought it. You know, it just gave some general information about some of the stuff that happened. Uh, but let me ask you a question, Dante. Okay. If a doll said it was going to be a guide to lead you somewhere, are you going to go with that doll? Uh, probably not. I'll probably kick it in the face. <laughs> you just go drop kick it. Just Which I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, now I'll add real quick. Uh, so to add on to more about the art critic that died, he died after the paint was sold to John Marley. Then the gallery owner who had the painting for sale died. And then when John Marley died, this painting just fucking vanished. Okay. And all of a sudden, it just appears on eBay in 2000. Oh, damn. <laughs> and uh, the person that bought it is, is um, 
See, I, actually, that, hold on one second. Okay. In the information that I looked up, and I just kind of summarized the whole thing, I uh, actually have here that says in 2000, a California couple were the one that put the eerie picture up on sale on an auction site, which they also po- were the ones that posted the warning uh, to potential buyers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the artist actually was like really surprised because he's like, what? No, I didn't know that was haunted. <laughs> he had no idea that this painting was haunted and uh so when he found out about it he's like oh oh damn like <laughs> yeah i wonder the possibility of like just based off of what the painting was supposed to be about if it kind of drew some kind of you know possible entity or energy into it because a lot of you know paintings when you put paintings or you write music and stuff like that you know it does put a little bit of energy into it from emotion or passion yeah, this one, and that's what this one's so weird because if you look at it, it is just creepy as hell. And uh, they, uh, they actually, I didn't get a seed of proof. I, uh, I forgot to look it up. I'm not going to lie to you. But uh, supposedly, so to add on to like the hauntings, like everything that you said is what I found out too. But another thing is that they claim that the boy, and the doll will fight each other in the picture. And the couple that originally bought it, they had a four-year-old daughter. And that four-year-old daughter would be terrified because she could hear, like, these this fight inside this picture. So they set up a motion sensing camera in the room. And I think they left it for three, four days or something like that. And they claim... Yeah that they captured the boy leaving the picture frame and coming into the room, fleeing in terror from that doll in the photo. I know that they, uh, there was rumors of it, the painting moving, uh, like the actual parts in the painting moving, and also people seeing the boy outside of the uh, painting. So, And uh, I know... Um, I know I wouldn't have the money to spend on this because I wouldn't spend the money on it, but they also, as the painting by itself, they were going to try to sell for, I think it was starting at like $200. Once people found out this painting was haunted, it sold for like, I think it was like $1,900 or no, a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars and 20, a thousand and twenty five dollars is what it sold for, for a haunted painting. Thank I know uh, I've seen it on a few different famous like ghost shows, paranormal shows and stuff like that. I uh, can't remember the name of the painting, but there was a painting. It was like a uh, pretty sure it was like a small child. Uh, I think it might have been called like the crying boy or something like that, where like everywhere it went, places would catch on fire. I did see that. Um, I know a little bit about it, but yeah, once you once you start looking up cursed paintings, it's 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 a rabbit hole. I know that there's a, cause that boy, what was it? Didn't the boy have some kind of illness and then he died the real, the painting that the boy's based on died, I think. I think so. Something like that. Pretty sure the painting was called the crying boy. I think. Yeah. It's, and it's just, I mean, it's, it's literally just a photo of a boy crying. Like he has tears coming down his face. Yeah. It's not as creepy as this one. 
it's not really creepy at all. Like it's just a boy crying. Like it might be something you would see in a doctor's office is all it looks like. Now there's one. I was like, I think it was like a barn or something. And it also was like everywhere they put, put it like places was catching on fire. And it's, it's literally like a wagon. I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't want any, I don't want any of those photos in my house. Like, unless it's like a macho man or Terry Funk photo, <laughs> I really don't want it. Yeah. Hey, you would take a macho man, Randy Savage uh, picture that was haunted by macho man. Just random here. Oh yeah. Randomly in the middle of the night. Oh yeah, brother. I'm going to haunt you in your sleep tonight. Ah. <laughs> Snap into a slim gym. Well, let's go ahead, Donnie. Uh, let's move on to another one of yours. I didn't mean to step on your toes. I didn't know we had the same uh, same one picked out. Well, that just shows we have good taste. Uh, so I am going to – my next one, hopefully you didn't pick this one, but uh, I did the Busby Stoop Chair, other, otherwise known as Dead Man's Chair. Have you ever heard of this chair, Troy? <sighs> I've heard. What was the name of it again? Busby's Stoop Chair. You know what? I have. Uh, I have heard of that. I've seen it on a few shows. Uh, I've seen it during some of my research as well. But go ahead and tell us about this chair. So, it's it's just a oak chair that was in a pub. Okay, and now when I first looked up for this guy, they talked like he was like this big like extravagant murderer you know what i mean so i thought maybe like he killed quite a few people he literally killed his father-in-law and that's it i mean yeah, yeah. strangled him if i'm not don't if i remember right yeah and and you just i don't know like the way they talked about him they talked like he killed like five people so i was like okay he killed one guy i mean yeah he's a murderer but <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know they made it sound like it was just like a long extensive killing spree but I guess him and his father-in-law was running a like a coin counterfeiting business. And they was arguing about the business and he ended up killing them. Now, this is where I've seen different variations. The, it happened in 1702. So, of course, there's going to be folklore about it. One of them is he, he just like he was drunk in the chair when they arrested him. And he cursed it, okay? Now, another story was he ate, like, his last meal there. And then, um, like, that was his last request was, hey, I want to go drink some ale and hang out in my favorite chair. And when he was done, he was just like, may that may supposedly this is exactly what he said because they wrote down everything in 1702. May sudden death come to anyone who dare sit in my chair. And after they hung him, and you sit in a yeah, chair and you uh, die. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, too, uh, they stated when he uh, strangled his father-in-law, uh, he actually saw his father-in-law sitting in his chair, like, moments before he actually strangled him to death. And he well, did after he was arrested and tried and condemned to death of the, uh, for murdering his father-in-law. Uh, he did ask his last request on the way to the gallows to stop it at his favorite pub. And drink in this favorite chair, as you said. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. I've seen 
I've seen several different stories, and they're all variations of that. And but my favorite one would would be just him just drunk in his chair, and they come arrest him, and he's like, "If you ever sit in this fucking chair, I'm you're cursed to die." Like, you know what I mean? That's my favorite variation of it. But yeah, ah, uh, so. After this whole scenario happened, they don't mention any deaths really for like 1800s or anything. Well, it was just more people noticed that whoever sat in it would never come back. Well, in 1967, two Air Force pilots sat in it. And while driving back, they crashed into a tree and died. A few, a few years later, Two bricklayers decided, hey, you know what? We're going to sit in this chair. The one who sat in it just fell to his death. And then uh, here's uh, some other ones was uh, a roofer sat in it, fell off a roof and died. Cleaning woman, she stumbled into it. She didn't sit down. She stumbled into it. And this chair is like, not today. And... While she was mopping, she was killed by a brain tumor. And then finally, the pub owner's like, man, this is killing all my patrons. Like, I better move this chair. So then he ended up, like, moving it into a basement. And no, that couldn't stop the chair. This is a horror movie. That chair could not be stopped. And the delivery man was in a basement, tired, sat in it, hour later, crashed his truck and died. And then after that, the museum took it and they hung it from a ceiling. Yeah, since 1972. Well, still, I mean, you can still try to sit in it. I'd still try to sit in it just to test it. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a crazy story. And if I, I think I, uh, it might actually, just because you mentioned it earlier, uh, Zach Baggins show. Uh, I'm pretty sure that they've showed the chair on there before as well. Maybe even have had it in his museum or something, possibly. I wonder if Zach's ever said it. Like, he likes to tempt fate. And actually, that's it's funny that we've brought up Zach because I guess he technically is, like, the master of occult items. Yeah, actually, I think it'd be neat to uh, visit his uh, little museum out, wherever it's out in the Vegas area. I... Just, just because we've brought him up, I'm not the biggest firmest believer in Zach Baggins, but I do like how he has like, I don't know, like he's kind of he's commercialized it, but he's also made it where you could go see this shit that normally like you wouldn't be able to. For sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, so the next one that I had, if you don't mind me taking. Another swing at it here to see if I have one that you have. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, this one here has a little backstory to it. Uh, this one here is actually a haunted wedding dress. I uh, thought it was a little something interesting when I was researching around. Uh, so this story takes place uh, back in the mid-1800s, 1849. Uh, there was a wealthy lady by the name of Anna Baker who fell in love with a... Uh, low-class worker. I think it was like working in the steel mill or something like that. Uh, well, they decided that they were going to uh, get married. Uh, but Anna Baker came in a really wealthy family 
and her dad was a uh, very prominence on his uh, wealth. So he actually uh, drove her love out of town, uh, you know, just to kind of keep them from getting married, which made uh, Anna very upset, obviously. And so she never, she had purchased a wedding dress, but never got to wear it. Uh, so showing now that the mansion that they owned, the Baker mansion, was eventually transformed many years later into a museum, and the visitors could actually view her unused wedding dress. Uh, it's stationed in her what used to be her bedroom inside the museum in a glass case. Uh, it is believed that the dress itself is haunted. Uh, many people have noticed it's moving side to side, uh, shaking violently, hearing the sounds of a woman crying near the wedding dress. Uh, also, some signs of uh, too that in that same building, uh, she actually uh, had a uh, brother who got killed. I believe it was in when it's uh, a steamboat accident, and it was in the winter time. So they actually kept his uh, body in the home in the basement area, and so the ground was uh, thawed enough for them to be able to bury it. So they obviously yeah. didn't know the type of equipment back in the mid-1800s. But it's also believed in that same place where the wedding dress is stored in the old mansion that you can hear uh, screams inside of the basement where his body was kept until it was buried. Ah. Yeah, I never heard that one, actually. I know. I mean, I'll say I heard of the dress, but I didn't know the story at all. Yeah, I mean... You think, like, especially when it comes to something that's like cloth material or something like that, because you'll see like stories where people will be like, oh, well, you know, the curtains moved weird or this or that, because, you know, wind can interfere. So you might be able to debunk it. But if it's in a sealed glass case and it's shaking very rather violently, that's a little weird. <laughs> I, uh, I'll tell you now, like, I'm going to plan on haunting my underwear. So whoever gets my underwear, they're just going to hear me like yelling at their crotch. <laughs> you can make random fart noises. Yeah, I'm just going to be like, ah, let me out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> this has nothing to do with anything, but I guess it kind of does. So like I had one of my paps when I was a kid died and he had a bunch of like he had a bunch of new underwear, okay? And my dad, he uh, he was kind of the same size as my dad. So one day, my this is on my mom's side of family. My grandma was like, here, take some of these old clothes. And in it was his underwear. And one day, my mom, I think she laid out some clothes for my dad. And she's like, he's like, this ain't my underwear because he knew what underwear says. He had like probably three pairs, four pairs, you know. And she, she's like, no, that's the ones that your, uh, your grand, well, my grandma gave him. I ain't wearing dead man underwear, <laughs> which I don't blame him because I wouldn't want to buy wear dead man underwear either. <laughs> I know it had nothing to do with anything, but I just thought it was a funny story. <laughs> But uh, 
go ahead with your next story. You have anything really interesting? Oh, yeah. This is a fun one. This one's a shorty. But I tell you now, I'm super excited about this one. Elmo. Okay, Elmo is terrifying as it is with his little voice. And... <laughs> oh, my God. Hi, kids. I'm Elmo. <laughs> I don't even know. I, 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 used to, I was watching Sesame Street Jameson. And I had it down pat, but I haven't done... Elmo's Jameson's like already over Sesame street. So, but, uh, so I guess when it launched, okay, it's programmed to memorize his own name. You know, he's just Elmo. Well, this young boy was a huge fan of Elmo. So his mom was like, Hey, for your 10th birthday, I'm going to get you an Elmo. And, uh, a few days later, Elmo began to chant kill James. (laughs) <laughs> and that's all it would say. It, it literally was just like, kill James, kill James. So the mom threw away the ter- cursed toy. And <laughs> I guess after a couple years later, some other people had incident incidents where they had like an Elmo doll saying, kill their child's name. <laughs> Don't know why, but that, I mean, that's why. That Elmo doll, shout out to uh, a good listener of ours, James Gray. Elmo's coming for you. <laughs> Kill James. <laughs> like I said, I, I used to be able to do a better Elmo, but it's it's went downhill. It's funny that you said that. I actually seen a video one time when I was just going down the rabbit hole that is to YouTube with uh, paranormal stuff. Uh, I came upon this video and I thought it was, could it technically probably be faked, you know, Possibly, but I thought it was really interesting. It was a uh, little, like, little skeleton that was like motion censored. It ran by batteries. It was like a little Halloween decoration. Yeah. People had, and it would like shake it, like open and close its mouth. And it was kind of dressed like it looked like it was dressed like maybe like a little pirate. And it would just like chatter its teeth and, you know, sing songs and stuff. Uh, well, these people had it and they believed that it was haunted. They bought it somewhere. I think they bought it like a yard sale or something. And they showed that it didn't have a cable plugged into it. It had the back of it off with no batteries in it. And it was the, the, the little toy uh, decoration was just chattering, but it was like saying what they sounded like weird words in like a different language. And it was just like <laughs> going off like all by itself. Could it be fake with maybe some kind of like internal battery pack or something, you know, that was hidden or whatever? I mean, it's possible, but I did think it was rather creepy. I've noticed since I have kids toys now, them things have a mind of their own. They really do. I don't know how many that the batteries will die and then all of a sudden they'll work out of nowhere. And then you try to get them to work again and it don't work. I like <laughs> I, I could see kids' toys being haunted easily. I mean, just to terrorize every parent ever. How many toys have you drop kicked while you're sitting at home? <sighs> There's a couple that I wish that would disappear. <laughs> Is there any particular ones that really freak you out because they just do stuff by themselves? Now, <laughs> it's funny. You, I had one time, not not Jameson's toys. None of them's really like too bad but when i was a kid i had these you might remember them i I, they're like little karate guys and they were supposed to be like they were kung fu fighters is what they was 
and you were supposed to, they were supposed to be like rock and sock and robots, but you know, they can kick. And the batteries, the, the batteries in them were supposedly dead. So I threw them in my closet. One night at like 3 a.m., I hear like, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I'm like, probably, you know, 10 or nine. Yeah. Okay. And it started to freak me out. They weren't stopping. And here to come to find out is my karate guys, like the batteries miraculously started working in them again. And they were like fighting each other in my closet. <laughs> Did you drop kick them? Yeah, I fucking got rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to fight a toy. Like usually I, I think I could take a toy on, but these are karate ones. <laughs> they, <laughs> they were going to kick my ass. You're sitting in some dump yard till this day, just randomly at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> they probably are. They're still they're still working to this day. It's funny that you say that, though, because I do have a uh, – I won't mention any names, but I have a family member. Uh, and this supposedly happened when I was little. I've heard the story, but I've never talked to the person or family members about it. But apparently they had purchased, out of all dolls, a wooden ventriloquist doll. Uh, when my family member was young, uh, close to the same age I am. But apparently, like, weird stuff started happening in the house as far as, like, seeing, like, a shadow moving, things moving in their place. Uh, the biggest, scariest thing, though, was uh, a change in uh, the young family member of mine, uh, their attitude and their demeanor and stuff like that. And they actually believed that there might have been, like, some kind of, like, demonic entity attached to the doll that they had gotten. So they ended up actually moving and leaving the doll in their old house. Yeah, I don't see that's what I don't I don't do dolls at all. I joke oh, about, I, I joke about buying them haunted ones for 20 bucks on eBay, but in reality I ain't buying one. <laughs> <laughs> My mom used to have porcelain uh clown dolls. Ugh. Yeah, it's like the worst of both worlds. <laughs> you got them, they're, they're never smiling. Like, they're just, like, complacent with, like, their look. And it's just, nah, I, I don't yeah, like these dolls. We have, I think we talked about it in the last episode. It's just like, my wife's grandma has a bunch, and she's like, oh, these are all going to be yours one day. I was like, fuck, they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I am not making promises about my next topic. I'm super excited about it, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's not real, but it's worth watching just to watch it, okay? Dante, before we get into that in my last story, why don't we go ahead and just uh, throw a shout out to uh, the music for our wonderful podcast, uh, and tell the people how they can reach us. You want to go ahead and take us away on that? Yeah. So I won't say the email because I'm awful at it, but I'm pretty sure you can reach us at nnpnpodcasts at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm getting better at it. For uh, sure, for sure. You can also follow us on Facebook. And uh, you know our name by now. You can find us. And uh, a huge, huge shout out to Captain Catfish for our awesome intro song. Every time I hear it, I strip naked and mosh. Uh, you can find them. You can go support them. 
buy some CDs, buy some shirts. Uh, CaptainCatfish.BigCartel.com. I got that one memorized by heart. <laughs> uh, I actually probably have bought, I think I bought everything but one shirt from their site. So definitely go, go give them a big support. Um, yeah, I've actually got that. Uh, a couple of people that listen to our podcast have told me about how much they love the intro song and how fitting it is for everything we have going on. Yeah. And if you like it, give them some, uh, give them some, well, I guess it's not green stuff anymore. It's like, was it cryptocurrency? I don't know if they take <laughs> that, but yeah, go, go give them a support. Their stuff's, I mean, it's all reasonable price. It's not like you're paying 20 bucks for two songs. You're paying like, 21 bucks for two songs. Nah, nah, Jack kid. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you like our intro, buy the album. You can crank it anytime in your car. You still got to listen to us, though. Yeah, uh, a lot of those songs are a lot, uh, especially from ones that you've, you know, let me listen to uh, and that I've listened to myself or paranormal themed. So it fits right in. Yeah, and they got heavy stuff. They got mellow stuff for whatever mood you're wanting. You could just play whatever song. Yeah. Uh-huh. And also, uh, can follow the podcast, listen to us on podbean.com or not.com, but the app. Uh, we're on Spotify. Uh, still trying to see if anybody wants to listen to us on iHeartRadio. I don't know if that's going anywhere, but it is we, what got, it is. we got a mass, we got a mass following on iHeartRadio of zero. Okay. We're doing good on iHeartRadio. Um, hey, <laughs> Huge thanks to you guys. 107 downloads. We did it. We made it to 100. Woo! Um, we did it. Spotify, because we was a little late bloomers on that, and plus a lot of people listen to us on Podbean. But Spotify, we're moving up on that. Um, I think we had about 50-some downloads on Spotify, so we're doing pretty good on that. Yeah, and we definitely want to thank everybody. Uh, we love the support. We love hearing from uh, people that have you know listened to the podcast. Uh, Rolla told me he was getting blue balls waiting on the next episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry uh, about being a day late. Uh, work happens. Yeah, yeah, we got work stuff going on, and have a little bit of technical difficulties. Still working on getting some mics and stuff set up here. Uh, yeah. But we both work full time. Dante's got a young child, and you know, stuff happens. We're just trying to get everything out here as quickly as possible. And a huge thing you might notice I don't know if it'll be next episode or it might be five episodes down the road. We're uh, we may have some advertisements coming, and uh, don't skip through them. We need the money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also. I don't want to ruin it, but here soon we got a surprise design happening, a new redesign, and surprise, I'm pretty excited about it. So, you know, we might have some shirts out there, some underwear, some – we'll put well, a we got, we, we, I mean, it's already pretty well set in stone that we got to get a Sasquatch G-string for Rollo. He can advertise it, and we can possibly sell those for anybody that wants them. And he'll he'll look pretty sexy in it. Honestly, honestly, we'll slap our logo on anything you guys want. I mean, 
you want for the females, if you want some purses or bras or uh, lipstick, we'll start making lipstick. I mean, we don't know how, <laughs> but we'll throw our logo on some cheap lipstick. Uh, guys, it'll just be a crown. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're just going to take the Dollar General logo off and throw our logo on it. <laughs> we're not promising quality over the, the makeup section of our podcast. <laughs> uh, what else could you throw our logo on? Bumper stickers. We might go that route too, possibly. Yeah, yeah, we could do bumper stickers. And I do just want to throw it out there to everybody that this podcast is super fun. And in any financial support that we get, as far as if we start selling some merchandise or if we get any advertising, you know, it's all basically just going to be going straight back into the podcast, getting some better equipment and making this better for everybody. Oh, yeah, because you if you guys saw my microphone, you'd be like, how the hell is he even talking that thing? Bro, what microphone? I don't even yeah. have one yep. <laughs> at the moment. Uh, the headset oh. and stuff I had was using for a microphone that was picking up well uh, <laughs> due to some change of equipment. And it wasn't in the best shape to begin with. Uh, we're in the process of renewing that, trying to get some things set up down here and what we like to call the lair. Uh, so we can bring some better quality content uh, as far as sound goes. Oh, and I got a shout out for uh, Zach, my boy, Zach. Uh, he just recently found out we had a podcast and I think he binged like every episode and he loves it. And I appreciate you listening and helping support us, Zach. So huge shout out. Yeah, that goes for everybody, man. Much love. Keep watching. We're going to keep on doing this. Uh, I know this has been a little bit of a long section here, but I just want y'all to know where you can hear us. And we just want to let you guys know how much we appreciate you. We're we're just trying to bring down your excitement. So when we do the next story, you're not like just a complete emotional roller coaster. Don't get... your mind. <laughs> so go ahead, Dante, you take us away with your next story of some items that you shouldn't bring home. Okay. Now, this is actually my last item, okay? And I am super excited about it because you have, I don't, like I said, I don't know how true this one is, but the idea of it makes me giddy inside. So just imagine, it's 1984. You turn on the TV. You're all excited. You're like, yeah, the Today Show's on. Okay, there's a woman on there. And she shows you the most satanic possessed item you've ever seen in your life. A toaster. It is a demonic kitchen toaster. <laughs> what did they do? Burn the toast? Burn little like 666 in the toast? Oh, just you wait. And actually, I'm going to post a photo of this on our Facebook here later on. But so... She's telling this today show interview and you got to watch it. It's on YouTube. And it is fucking great. And she explains and she uses an evil voice. Okay. So she's like the toaster talks to her, but it sounds like the guy from the good, the bad, the ugly, of course, the bad guy, not Clay Eastwood. And uh, this actually happens. They're like, well, what happens if you stick the toaster in it? And They'll stick the toaster. They'll stick the toaster. 
and it shoots fire. I mean, it shoots fire in the video too. And it shoots fire. And the toast, when it pops out, <laughs> it says Satan lives on it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now I got some of her quotes, okay, because it's it's amazing. Like they do this with a straight face. So if she really believes her toaster is haunted by Satan, that's even better. So like, here's her quote. Okay, I'm gonna try to do my best older woman voice. It kind of it'll probably kind of sound like Elmo. Right here where it says put one slice, we heard I'm the devil. And so then the guy that's interviewing her is like, well, have you saved any of this satanic toast? <laughs> and she's like, of course I have. So then she holds up another piece and it's the most burnt toast ever. And it just says, Satan lives in the toast. <laughs> 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 and then uh, the toaster, the guy asks, it's like, is the toaster still possessed? And she's like, every now and then. And uh, that's when she drops the toast in and, you know, it, catches it literally catches on fire and shoots out all these flames and satan lives appears on the toast uh, (laughs) then the best part is this the ending is the best and it it just ends on this note and uh the guy asks why do you keep the toaster if it's possessed well when it's all said and done it makes some good toast <laughs> it is awesome. Go check it out on YouTube. I mean, it, you just have to watch it because I mean, if even if it's fake, they did it with a straight face. And but it was actually on the Today Show. And I mean, <laughs> if the toast, I want my crispy, toast nice and crispy with the side of Satan. Say, I need, I need the Satan lives buttered. Put some butter on that. <laughs> put, put some butter. Put some butter right there. It is. I mean, it is hilarious. I I absolutely love it. Like I said, I highly doubt it's real. Like I I mean, I know I know for a fact it was on the Today Show in '84, but whether or not they, you know, <laughs> it's just great. It's great. It was worth. It was worth talking about. <laughs> Bro, even if it's safe, I want to meet the guy who's like, you know what we need on this episode today? Some freaking satanic toast. <laughs> No, could you imagine just like making this a sandwich? This is Satan lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! It, I, well, I just, it's just great. It's great. <laughs> but we're going to go from satanic toast to a vase that has supposedly caused the death of many people. Man, you brought the mood down. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, maybe what's really haunted and then some kind of weird like uh dimensional transportation inside of this vase it's just one piece of toast that says satan lives <laughs> the toast is what's possessing the vase anyways this vase is known as the bizano vase uh so the story that goes with this was this the vase was made uh in the 15th century was made for an Italian maiden uh, on her wedding night. Uh, 
later that night, the young bride was actually killed and supposedly clutched the vase and vowed that she would seek her vengeance. Uh, didn't go in details about exactly what happened to the bride, uh, but it stated that every family member who inherited that vase afterwards died unexpectedly. Uh, it was supposedly hidden away. Uh, there's a lot of uh, speculation that maybe they buried the vase somewhere on some kind of sacred ground to kind of keep it from wreaking more terror and killing more people. Uh, but apparently it was unearthed in 1988 and there was a note that was left inside of it that says, beware, this vase brings death. Uh, the vase was then sold to a pharmacist who unexpectedly died three months later after uh, purchasing this vase. Uh, the next person who owned it was actually a 37-year-old uh, medical surgeon uh, who owned it next, who also unexpectedly passed away. The last noted owners were really desperate to rid themselves of the vase due to some bad activity and stuff happening and fear that they would also uh, untimely die. So they actually tossed it out of a window where it actually hit a police officer on the head and nearly killed him. Uh, the family did refuse to take the vase back and allegedly had it buried in a lead coffin where it is still supposedly uh, still located today. Ah. Do, legit question. Do many people still have vases? Or... Yeah, I'd say there's, there's a lot of people that do a lot of uh, planting and have flowers and stuff. So definitely people have vases. Uh, people can still go places and make vases. You know, it looks like, uh, what is that, Ghost with uh, the Patrick Swayze? You sit there and <laughs> the make your nice pottery vase. I mean, I bet you that vase was haunted. Patrick Swayze's <laughs> dick. Donnie, let, let's be honest. We all know that you've had that scene as a dream, but besides Patrick Swayze, it was just Macho Man, Randy Savage behind you, holding you <laughs> while you're making the he's, pottery. He's, He's whispering, oh, yeah, cream of the crop rises to the top. <laughs> yeah, we all know that that's just like a wet fantasy that you've had. I tried to I tried to look at look like him at a younger age, but it didn't work out. I couldn't. <laughs> well, Donnie, uh, so on the next part of business, I think it might be. Uh, what did we call it again? Uh, today in paranormal history or something, some shit like that. We're just winging it as we go. <laughs> yeah, we we don't. I don't know if we actually have a name for it. To be honest, uh, today come up with one. <laughs> today in paranormal history. History. <laughs> All right. Well, what I got today is from its location was in New Martinsville, West Virginia. And like I said, this is exactly how it's written. I didn't change anything. And this is just how the report is read. So if I start trying to struggle with what it's saying, you know, it's just poorly written. Um, for 45 seconds at 6.18 p.m., uh, orange compact disc-shaped UFO seen over West Virginia. Five men were standing outside 
One looked up and noticed an orange compact disc. Object was moving very quickly through the air. It had a slight zigzag to its movement. Also, there was no exhaust trail. There was no blinking lights to indicate an airplane. Plus, it moved way too erratic for any airplane or helicopter to move. The center was not as lit as the outside edges were. All of us saw the shape. At one point, we moved because it was starting to go behind some trees. Three of us went one way, two of us went another. From about 100 feet apart, all of us saw it until it disappeared into the horizon. Is it sad that the first thing I thought of was a Five Guys restaurant with a giant, like, <laughs> 90s-style music CD floating in the air? into the compact disc. Let's see here. If it was orange, the f- I think the only orange CD I had was a Sublime CD. <laughs> I just pictured a Five Guys restaurant with a giant like music CD floating in the air above it. <laughs> some 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 wrong way is playing or Santeria or something, and they're down there like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> I mean, I would be all for that, but I guess technically, for I mean, it would be silver underneath, right? So yeah. it was a compact disc. So unless the the aliens play it upside down. Or maybe they tossed it upside down. Maybe they do got CDs on alien spaceships. They're just a lot bigger. <laughs> we poke fun, but, you know, it, it, it's interesting, man. You never know what you might see when you look up in the sky, you know? Yeah, and I mean, especially if it's playing some Sublime. <laughs> I really don't know if I know any other orange CDs. If you know an orange CD, let us know. That shows That shows us how old you are. Because you know these young whippersnappers these days don't know nothing but Zunes and iPods. Back in my day, we had to actually <laughs> put the CD in the musical player so we could listen to our songs. Back in my day, I had to flip my cassette in my Walkman to listen to the Godzilla soundtrack. <laughs> Which, okay, it had Puff Daddy with Jimmy Page, so... You know, that song was a banger. <laughs> so from our fine, uh, creepy, crawly friends here and everybody, let's leave you with a little message here. Next time you go to a yard sale or to a flea market, you decide, hey, this is nice. I'm going to buy this and bring it home. Just remember that there's a possibility that that's not normal. That's paranormal. <laughs>